Well, welcome to the 5D Academy of Higher Consciousness. I'm Zarathustra. I'm broadcasting today live from Sedona, Arizona on this beautiful sunny spring day in Arizona in the Red Rock country. The topic of this week is going to be about destiny. When I originally met Papaji and I was honored through the grace that at that time spiritually I consider myself a boy and um, very young and uh, immature. I go to India, Osho was already passed away so that was the only master I knew and but I was determined that I'm going to India uh, and I need to find a awakened matter because I felt that in the US, uh, everybody I knew was in the dark. And uh, even though my very, very old friend, good friend, uh, Ernest, who brought me on this path, he was in, in the US, in San Diego, but uh, I, I felt I need to sit with a fully awakened master uh, to show me the way. So I somehow end up going to Iran and that's where <clears throat> I had the famous car accident that the car rolled down the hill seven times and I didn't die. And then uh, the next thing is I end up being in this political prison and I was accused of being in uh, CIA or Israeli spy and almost got executed. And anyway, these are long stories. I've never really got into explaining them to anybody. Um, so I somehow go through all these stages and I find myself to going to India. Um, and I didn't have any money. I was very broke. And somehow I make my, my way to India. And this is in November of 1992, I land in Lock uh, in an area called and uh, I land in at the feet of the Buddha. Uh, we called him Papaji, but his name was Punjaji. <clears throat> so I land in at the feet of this great master. Um, I had no idea what I was doing, but from the moment I started to, to go on this journey and I leave Tehran, Iran, to fly to uh, Bombay and Delhi and get to Lucknow for 30 days, the first 30 days that I was in India, I had 30 miracles happen. Every single day, a miracle happened. And for 30 days in a row, uh, anything I needed on that day, if I really needed something, it would appear on my way. Out of nowhere, things would come. I'm sitting with the master and Papaji, his core teaching was about silence. He kept saying, be quiet, be quiet, keep quiet. And of course, a lot of it I didn't understand at the moment. And he kept telling us that the, basically there were about 150, 200 people at a time at this satsang hall that was rented for by one of the disciples for the master to give satsang and normally there was between 150 to 200 of us westerners coming from all over the world sitting with the master papaji wasn't known to many people he had no intention of being um, <clears throat> anybody's guru or had no intention of being known. Uh, he always ran away from disciples. Wherever he was and he got really known, he would leave that place and go somewhere else. But then he was getting old, he was diabetic, and his knees weren't doing very well. So he was forced to stay put. And he used to say that the same energy that used to move him and travel around the entire India or around the world is the same energy that has kept him put in one place and he can't go anywhere now. 
And now he's forced to admit disciples. He's forced to give satsang. But that wasn't something he was planning on doing. But this time being with him, I experienced several times the silent mind. Several times at the presence of my guru, I experienced a deep state of silence with absolutely no thoughts. It was completely blank and there were no thoughts. I didn't turn to be a zombie and not know what to do. I could do whatever, but I was no longer experiencing a stream of thoughts going through my mind. Throughout the time we were together, there was a lot of uh, amazing things happened and there were, the teaching was very powerful. But one major part that I'm going to talk about it today is that Papaji was clearly telling us that none of us came to Lakna to sit with him on our own free will. <clears throat> none of us decided that we want to come here. None of us made our way here. We were all brought here, all of us. Something brought us to Lakna to sit with the master, and it wasn't our own free will. And the concept and the idea of free will and destiny, um, this went through my head for years and years and years and going back and forth with it and struggling with it, not really understanding it uh, because there's so much going on and there's so much information and there's so much evidence that you are making your own choices. Uh, however, toward the last few years or the last five, six years has become more evident more and more and more and more clear that to me clearly something else is running the show something much greater than this guy this body this person is calling the shots is making the decisions is doing what it does body and that responsible for the well-being of this guy is responsible for its welfare it's feeding it it's um, paying its bills it's taking care of its affairs it's making its this it it also uh, making it do something that later on it appears to be the wrong decision the wrong move or the right move and what happens is because we have this sense of separation, we have this sense of an individual entity, an individual person separated from the source. The sense is built in. And that's done by the Ishwara. That's done by Her Majesty purposely of to create this situation that it really feels and appears to be that you are a an individual you're a person choosing your own life all the evidence is pointing in that direction and everybody else around you believes the same thing and many many books and teachings you're going to come across that is going to fortify this idea and especially today in pseudo spirituality that you are the creator of your thoughts and your reality and your life but my realization that i only can only speak about direct personal experience of the absolute is that's absolutely untrue and it doesn't exist from the beginning to the very end it's all written your entire life from the beginning to the very end including every move you make anything you do good bad right decision wrong decision 
good thoughts, bad thoughts, all of it is written on a script, <clears throat> handed to you before you're born, <clears throat> is chosen for you that this life, you're going to be born at this place with these parents, this nationality, this is your sex, this is your agenda, this is what you're going to be doing, these are the people you're going to meet, this is, these are your failures, these are your success, and you're going to be doing from A to Z all of your life, it's already written. And there's nothing you can do to change it. Nothing. You're welcome to do whatever you want, but there's nothing you can do. You are welcome to try to do whatever you want to do, go any direction you want to go. And if it's not meant to happen, it won't happen. No matter, thank you very much. No matter how much you try, how many times, how many of you, you, you need to examine your own life yourself. Don't take my word for it, but just look at it that how many times you wanted to go in this direction and you ended up here. Uh, Karen, one moment. What were your ideas of your life when you were a teenager, when you were 20 years old or younger? And as you went forward, <clears throat> is this what you had planned? Is this, what, is this the life you wanted to live? Did you plan on this life to be like this, however it is? Maybe some of you are single and really looking for your partner in life. Some of you maybe never planned on being a single mommy or a single dad. Or maybe you're in a relationship that you've been trying to get out of it for years and you just go back into it. Your plans were that you're going to be traveling around the world or be a musician and be a free spirited, but you ended up with three kids in a small town and never left. Yeah, you look back, examine it for yourself and, and see that is this the life you really wanted to have? And I'm not saying the life you have, there's anything wrong with it, but I'm just challenging you and putting this in your mind to look back and see if this is what you have designed, you created. This is a creation of your thoughts, of your reality. <clears throat> is this how you wanted it to be? Are you satisfied with it? So <clears throat> I've gone through a lot of ups and downs. I've gone through a lot of battles with myself, a lot of self-blame, self-hate, um, all kinds of different, different things, and up and down and up and down of really questioning myself, why am I like this? And it took years, years and years to get to this point of accepting myself as I am, accepting all different parts of myself, the light and the darkness, my shadows and the light part of myself, accepting it fully as this is the expression of the absolute. This is exactly how it needs to be and it can be any other way. And that which is created the universe, if it wants it to be in a different way, it will change it at any moment. And in the beginning, there may be this resistance that, <clears throat> what do you mean? It's all destiny and we're screwed and there's nothing I can do. But the more you go deeper into it, you come out of this sense of helplessness that you're completely helpless and you start to surrender into the flow and you begin to see how incredibly magical that the present, the Ishvara, the Her Majesty, the Creator, how she operates through you and puts things together. The more you start to recognize that, the smoother your life becomes. Things become super smooth because this imaginary control that I am behind the wheel. I'm the one who's driving this vehicle. 
I'm the one who decides where to go. I have to know everything. I got to be in control of everything. This imagination is an imagination. Begin to fade, fade away. And as it starts to fade away, there's just this kind of a, like you're sitting back. Oh, okay. Well, I don't really need to know everything. No, you don't have to know everything. Don't worry about it. We're going to feed you. We'll pay your bills. We'll take care of your things. Everything will be taken care of. Oh, you mean I don't have to struggle to, to do this, to do that? No, just go through the motions, but you're not the one who's making it. We're making it for you. So that attitude in this recognition replaces this other attitude of I have to be in control of everything all the time. I have to know everything. And I know for some of you, because you've been around, I've been around you long enough, that your inquisitive mind wants to understand the magic. Well, what do you mean by this? Or what do you mean by that? But, but the inquisitive mind cannot understand the magic because the magic is the one that created it. It's beyond that. So on that note, what I want to tell you is the day you're born, it's already written. The day you're going to depart this world is written. And it doesn't matter what you do in between. If you're meant to live, no force in the world can kill you. And if you're meant to go, no force in the world can save you. Now do whatever you want to do. I've seen that from five near-death experiences that all five times I should have been dead. And something definitely didn't want me to die. Something wanted me to be around and live this life. And I don't feel, honestly, I have done anything to deserve it. Not that I remember to live this life, which I'm very grateful of. And with all its hardships and ups and downs, I'm very, very grateful for all the blessings and all, all the gifts, all the love, all the magic that every day life gives me. And there's challenges, but they're all welcome because none of them are being taken personal anymore. None of them are directed to me as a punishment. None of them, I look at it that, why me? Why is this happening to me? It's just a part of the happening of life. It's not personal, it's impersonal. The vision has changed. Something bad, something wrong happened in your life. You no longer look at it as a personal event that it was meant to hurt you. You're simply seeing it as a flow that is happening in life. That's that existence is teaching you something. Existence is challenging you being attached to an idea. Existence is challenging you that you're attached to the results. You want results to be your way. We all want results. Things end up our ways. But can you imagine if you have come to this neutral place inside yourself that you're indifferent in what the results are in your life. I'm not talking about being stupid. I'm not talking about walking like a zombie. No, you're fully aware and alive and living life fully. Have no, you're not invested in things to go your way. You're fully surrendered to God's way, whichever if anything goes, is that's how God wants it for you to be. And then you're going to see the dance. You see, the more this control, imaginary control is being given, the more the presence appears in your life, the wisdom, the intelligence comes in, the more God reveals itself living through you. You begin on a daily basis, without going to an ashram in India, without going to a retreat with Zarathustra, without doing any kind of jumping jacks, without spending any money, without doing anything, you begin to feel the presence of God very strongly 
in every moment of your life. And many times you may just cry because you feel it's so strong. It's sometimes it's overwhelming. The presence is that you're frozen and you're just being showered by this love and you're not doing anything special. Okay. You're not sitting meditating. You're not doing any spiritual work. We're simply living life ordinarily and you're experiencing very strong presence of the being that which you're really looking for you're looking for is really here it's very interesting last night i was planning on sleeping early so i go to bed like at 9 30 at night man ended up not falling asleep till 12 30 at night so and i I just can't sleep and my body was exhausted. So I get up and started cleaning, organizing my new place and everything. And finally I go to bed and I'm in bed, lying down in bed and I'm like starting to cry. I'm starting to cry because I just started to feel the presence of God. And I was like, oh my God, I found you. I have found you. And all these years, I thought I need a soulmate. I'm looking for my soulmate in a woman. I was looking that I, I finally one day, maybe I meet my, my love of life, which is in a, it's a woman. And we're going to be together. This is my twin flame. And last night I was like, oh my God, I found you. You are my twin flame. And I'm being consumed in your fire. And I was like, really a burning is like i can't it's very difficult you know you fall in love with someone and you're really crazy about them and you can't wait till you hear from them they call you or you're going to see them you're just like you're in the heat of this new love affair with someone that's high feel it with god it's like a deep love affair but this one never leaves you this is one lover that is not going to leave you. This is one lover is not going to get bored with you or you're not going to get bored with it. And that's how it was last night. I couldn't sleep from this fire. And there was a moment I started to love and it was like, oh, now I really see what it means to be the shaman because it's consumed by the fire. It's burning by the fire. And what is this fire? The fire is God. And when you discover the love of God here within yourself, you become needless. You don't need anything anymore. Do you understand me? Just imagine coming to this point in your life that you no longer have no needs. There's no need. You don't need anything. You don't need anyone. You don't need, you don't need anyone to be nice to you, to call you, to love you, to be around you. You have come to this completion that you're not begging for anything from anywhere because you are experiencing this deep love here. And of course, existence is going to reflect that back to you. Of course, you're going to have people around that want to be with you. They're going to be loving with you or, or they're going to be an asshole to you and whatever. Anything can happen. But you have become needless and you are free. And it doesn't matter where you are because you realize your happiness is not depending on whether I have this woman or this man in my life, I have a partner in my life, or I don't have a partner. That's not where my happiness is. And my happiness is not that if I'm making $200,000 a year, or if I'm traveling around the world, or if coronavirus has ended, and when it ends, I'm going to be happy. Or if the quarantine ends, I'm going to be happy. My happiness is not depending on anything. My happiness is self-fulfilling from here because you have discovered God in yourself and you are free and you're not afraid of anything 
Because when you walk with God, there is no more fear. There is no more anxiety and no evil force, no force, no army, no gangsters, no clubs, nobody, no force can ever touch you when you walk with God, when you have God in you. You're feeling the presence inside you. You know you're with God. All the dark forces in the universe, as they come close to you, they look very scary. They're frightening. But as they come close to you, they bow in front of you. They fall, fall down to the one who walks with God. And you have that inside yourself because it's living through you. So what I need to do is stop the madness and look inside. Stop looking for it anywhere else and go beyond your mind and just be, when you go beyond your mind, you become timeless. And what happens a lot with us, we're sitting here, we're in silence, there is no mind activities. And then what happened? All of a sudden, you're suspended in space, you're here, you're not dead, you're conscious, but you're not involved in your mind with an agenda. You're not trying to get to anywhere or accomplish anything. You are in your natural state. You're here, present, and life begins to flow through you. You become the river. It's not even you have to surrender to the river and go with the flow. You become the flow. It starts happening to you. It's so simple, my brother, sister. I mean, I, I just wish everybody to dive into this and experience it for themselves because it's so simple and it's so readily available for you. And it doesn't have any requirements. You just have to shift your attention. You just have to surrender to this. You just, you just simply become aware of this, that you have been given a script, your destiny, and God is living that destiny through you. And there's nothing you need to worry about. It's all taken care of from the beginning to the end. And you will see what happens. Okay, I have some. Okay, Karen. Hi, Karen. Okay, hi. You wanted to talk to me? Yeah, I just wondered. This you talk about uh, when you explain this with the free will and the destiny. Is it how it is uh, explained in the Advaita Vedanta? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So how is it being... I Say that you, again? I wonder, this you explain about free will and destiny, right? I understand right. that you tell it out of your own uh, realization and your own experience. But also I wonder, is that uh, uh, a part, is, is, is it like the essence of the Advaita Vedanta? I just wonder. Yes, it is. It is the essence of the Advaita Vedanta because Advaita Vedanta is the teaching of the oneness. It's talking about there's only one that appears as many. The one that appears, it appears as many. Yeah. yeah. See, when you sleep at night and you're not dreaming, what happens to the world? What happens to your life? Let's put it this way. Who are you if you're not thinking? I want you to challenge. Between this week and next week, this is your homework. Challenge yourself. Who am I if I am not thinking? In the absence of your thinking mind, who are you? Because I ask you, who are you? Your mind says, I am Karen, I am Hilde, I am Zarathustra. The mind comes with a name. And it attaches because there's an I thought, the thought of me, I, that can only exist by relating itself to an object. Mm -hmm. I am a man. I am American. I am Swedish. I'm a mom. So this I thought that in my mind only happens, can only exist by relating itself to something else. I like this weather. I don't like that weather. 
I like these people. I don't like those people. It only exists by relating itself to an object. So if you sever that connection, means you go to the roots of it. So who am I if I'm not thinking? What do you discover if you're sincere? It becomes silent. Then you have direct experience of your eternal self. You will have a direct experience of the truth of who you are. Means at the very core of yourself, that which is making you breathe and speak of a divine self. It's the Ishvara, as the Hindus talk about. It's she who is residing inside you, acting out, pretending to be you. So you're catching it. <laughs> and by that, you have a direct experience of the absolute. Mm. And that's where, you know, yeah, you can go in a state of samadhi. You can be completely blissed out until maybe later on the mind comes back and all kinds of things of deep silence, deep peace, this sense of realization that, oh my God, there's nothing is wrong in the world right now. It appears to be a big disaster, but you completely come back into your center and you see that this is exactly how God wants it to be. Because there is no individual entity capable of the free This is orchestrated by the Ishvara, all of it. Then comes peace and surrender and gratitude. And all of a sudden, you are in the flow of life. All of a sudden, what seemed to be suffering, it becomes a lot of joy. You're starting a lot of fun with it because you're feeling the bliss, the present. Yeah, take a moment and answer a couple of these other questions. Um, okay, I'm going to start from the top. Good morning, such a beautiful art, the be uh, butterflies. Oh yeah, thanks. This is my new home in Sedona, Arizona. I came to Sedona um, for a couple of weeks, so I'm very happy. As you know, Sedona is my, my home. So I, missed, I missed my home. Okay, uh, Leslie says, is it not also written that it is divine will that we also have will we participate in our reality based on exercising will given us, but is within divine will. Um, answering you that, no, it's not. The divine will, there's no divine will for us to have our own will. It only is the illusion of it. Only the illusion. It only appears to be that we have our free will. It only looks like it. Don't get fooled by it. It's a show. Can I? Hi, can Leslie. Can I? Yes, can I, please. Um, yes. So I'm curious because I'm working through this right now. And I've, I've been in union in the ways that you described. It was many years ago, the, the big night that happened that was such a night of mercy for me. I was suicidal at the time. And I turned to creator and demanded that you come or I'm not staying here <laughs> without, without you. And it's right. not enough for me that you're everywhere and everything. And right. I can't see you, feel you, walk with you, talk right. with you. Right. And it happened. And right. I was taken into a state that was profound and, and completely out of the identity, completely out of desire. There is no desire in that state. There's no suffering. There's only the fullness of the emptiness of that which is encompassing yeah. all things and yeah. there's no way to describe it i'll tangle myself in words um but um oh i thought i turned this off um excuse me so the thing that i'm i'm kind of yeah. confused about right now around this because i've seen in one way that we've it's been my perception and i'm going to take in what you're saying because i can understand that there's an allusion to that possibly and but it's been my see viewing when i look into it it seems as though we've been given something 
but we're not separate from, we are that being what we are. And so, but the thing that I'm stuck on right now is that I'm coming out of three years of debilitating depression. I kind of collapsed. I lost my will. I lost my mojo. I didn't care. I didn't care if I died. I didn't, you know, and I'm sort of pulling myself back. And as I do that, I'm looking at all the different resources. And part of that is what you referenced earlier as pseudo-spirituality, but it's one of our tools. And I just want to hear your perspective on this. Of the moment that I made a decision, I had a moment where I saw that um, still from the perspective of being separate, even though that I, even though I know that I'm not on another level, but as I'm still in that, um, I had a moment of acknowledging that I don't believe in myself, you know, that I come from a background of a lot of trauma, a lot of self-loathing, a lot of self-rejection, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I, so I just acknowledged it. It's like, okay, I don't believe in myself, but I believe in you to create her. Cause that's to me, not, it's not in a question for me. It's just, it just is, it's just is more than my breath is, that is. Um, and, and it was almost as though my head was turned around inside and if as though creator reflected back at me and as though it wasn't a physical word, but it was as though creator said, and if you believe in me, then you must believe in yourself because I created you. And I've also been shown that I am that also. So I've got different levels happening at the same okay. time, I guess, different so levels of consciousness. I get it. So about choice, right. about decision, so about intention, right. where the confusion is around. Okay. Well, okay, Leslie, I, I hear you, but what is your question, sweetheart? So I, question, are you just sharing with me or are you asking me a question? Um, well, there is a question, but it, I don't know if I can hone in on it. Like, so the question is around our ability to decide something, our ability to choose, our ability to set intention, which actually does our ability to discipline our thoughts so that we magnetize a different reality to ourselves, the ability to create our reality. So what, what I'm understanding right. from what you're saying is that even that, even the moment of my awareness, even the moment of my realization about that is already determined. Is that's kind of what you're saying? Or I don't need to go on and on about whatever you say is going to be fine because I appreciate everything it, you're saying. Yeah. Sorry. It's all written and it's all a part of scripts that before you were born, yeah, let's say you're in a waiting room and the majesty is write a script for you and you need to live, you need to live this life. This is the life you're going to live this time. And so they give you your script and you're born and you're going to that script and learn the stuff through it. While you have a sense of separation, while you have a sense that, oh, I made a mistake, I screwed up here, or betrayed my family, and you may go through spring or you may go through it's over. You go through the karma and you have experienced everything to learn. And when you're getting towards the end, then she will start to show herself to you. She starts to appear in your life and you start to get a glimpse of her. And as you begin to feel the presence of God in your life, that's where the addiction starts to happen. You become addicted. You become addicted to love of God. And that's the most powerful addiction ever existed. And the more you want, you tasted, the more you want. And that's where you begin to get consumed by the fire. I remember one of my spiritual teachers, one time he looked at me and he said, Zarathustra, get lost and be lost forever. And I didn't understand what he said. He, he, I thought he was saying, get lost, get out of this place. <laughs> Get lost and be lost forever. Be lost forever means that you get consumed by the fire of love, by God, and then you disappear into the oneness. There is no longer you. But until that point, of course, you have to go through all these different cycles to get ready for it. Why? I don't have that answer, 
Why do we have to start going through the whole thing to go back to the same thing? That is something is called the mystery. But you're on the right path, my dear sister. Looks like you have paid a lot of your karma. You've gone through a lot of different stages. And obviously, if it wanted to take you, you would have killed yourself so many different times. Obviously, it didn't want. And it wanted you to go through what you had to go through and all these different phases to bring you to where you're at now. So you're, you're in very good hands. You are taken care of. You wouldn't be here on this form today hearing these words if you were not meant to hear this. You would be hearing some other teachings about you can create your own reality, da 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 da, da. <laughs> Let me tell you something. And you can do whatever you want with it. I, I've mentioned this many times. Everything I teach is coming from my own direct experience. And everything I teach, I have no intention of convincing anybody, anybody to believe what I say or follow me or my teaching. I have no intention to do exactly as you wish to do. I don't need anyone to acknowledge me that, that this is the right teachings for you, right or wrong. because. I don't have any needs. I've discovered that which I was looking for. It's just pure sharing. And you do whatever you want to do with it. But what I discovered is this. God is the only thing that exists and is living through all of us. And, and you're 100% taken care of no matter what. And if you start to see it, then peace comes in your life. And that fire that you start to experience will burn the mind and the mind becomes quiet. Okay, let's see. Hi, Catherine. Nice to see you. Catherine Langbacher from Sweden. Hi. Hi. You wanted to talk to me? No, I was just uh, writing um, some things. I'm, I'm just listening. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Okay, let me just go through. Just be patient with me uh, for a moment. And I apologize about the internet. I mean, I, I had no idea it's slow. I need to look into it for the next time. Um, maybe I just have to connect it directly to the computer. I have no idea what happened. It's my first time broadcasting from here. So, hi, Anneli. Hello. Anneli. Yes. Hi, Anneli. Nice to see you. Nice to see you too. And you are in Sedona, huh? I'm in Sedona, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm in Sedona. Get, get me there. I want to be there. <laughs> how long in time are you going to stay there? Uh, you, how I, long I think I stay here for two weeks. Two, 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 two weeks. to three weeks. Ah. Uh, yeah, two to three the, weeks, yeah. Is the weather very nice? Weather is nice, yeah. Yeah, very nice, yeah. Yeah. A lot of a lot of hiking. Yes. Ah, I really want to be there. Yeah. So yeah, I wish yeah. you good time <laughs> there now. Yeah. It's uh, very quiet here. I mean, it's always quiet here, but you know, the town is dead. You don't see you hardly see any people. But uh, uh, yeah. but it's okay. I'm it's very quiet here. Yes. But I'm but I'm not. happy I'm okay with that. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a good area to be there now uh, in this time. It's really good to be there because the energy yeah. and the, the nature and everything it was so really, really, really beautiful. So, uh, well, I, I wanted to go hiking. Yeah. Well, I wanted to go hiking every day, and my family was very worried um, about, of course, everything. So, I don't want to trouble anybody. I didn't want to be a burden on my family or my neighbors. So I just decided I'm going to leave. And I rented a house here and I came, you know, it just, I just decided on a, on, a, on a couple of days and I just wrapped things up and I came here. working every day, but I don't wonder anyone. So, so that's what happened. You, you, yeah, you, you make a right choice. 
really uh, because the area there and you have lots of time to go out and hiking and, and be in, out in the nature better than that uh, the best place right. i really wish yeah that <laughs> yeah it, 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 it just it wasn't even a choice it just happened you know everything brrr, happened came together and then yes. the next thing is i was on the road so but it's interesting because the desert, you know, there's a big desert from California to Arizona, huge. And the desert is uh, all green, really lush. I mean, green desert with flowers in it. So it's really magical. It rained a lot this year. So it's really nice. I'm, I'm, I feel very lucky, very blessed to... Uh, be able to experience it's the first time this is my first spring in Sedona in eight nine years because I'm always in Scandinavia or Europe I'm teaching and I'm to, I'm on a tour so I don't get to come here in spring so this is the first time I get to experience so yeah I consider myself very lucky very blessed at least 20 times a day I say thank you thank you thank you for for this gift who was running life 100 years ago before you and i were born and who is going to run the world 100 years from now when you and i are gone leave the creation to the creator her majesty the supreme our beloved god our beloved creator she knows what she's doing she has created a mandatory isolation mandatory vipassana retreat for the world right now stop the world who has the power to stop the world and forces everybody to do inner work this is divine intervention this is the boss this is ishvara the boss Stop the world, clean the air, clean the water. Stop this race, this humanity, from its crazy dream, going, 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 going. And it's forcing us to look inside. But nothing to be afraid of, because we're all children of God. The creator that has created this is taking care of its own children. Same thing you do. Those of you who are mothers and you've given birth, you take care of your own children. You don't abandon them. The same thing. We're not abandoned. We're not being punished. We're taken care of. This is a wonderful, wonderful opportunity to turn our attention to the higher power, to bring our attention to the love of God, and to live with God, to give up the madness and use this opportunity to recognize the presence. You don't like the word God, that's okay. We use consciousness, the spirit. We can use the word presence. Use the word you like. I'm a little bit old fashioned, so I use God. I was born in the last century. But stay in this place of trust, trusting, that you're taken care of, that everything is going to be okay. Everything is taken care of. And use the evidence. I mean, are you still eating three times a day? You're still having a roof over your head? You still have a bed? You have electricity, you have heat, you have water. Everything you need is there. Things maybe are not going the way we want them. Yes, we're not traveling, wandering around, doing the things we want to do. I get it. But we have to trust and surrender to the higher power. She knows what she's doing. She knows what's best. And that way you relax and you calm down. Your mind becomes quiet and grace appears in your life. Grace. We're the lucky ones. Whomever found grace in life is lucky. Not the people running around trying to make more money in stock market, more real estate, more this, more that. The conversation is about always about that. More, more, more. Ah, 
I didn't get enough. I want more. I lost money. Da, 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 da. What about my investments, my factory? The mind is going crazy. And those of us who grace comes to your life and you return to love, you're the lucky one. Because finally, you're becoming your true sannyasin. That's the path of a sannyasin, a, dev a devoted, a devotee of a renunciate, the one who's surrendering. This is the last stages of a spiritual path that you're becoming more simple and more simple and you're letting go and you're surrendering, you're getting ready. You know, you're ready, you're getting ready for the departure. What's the departure is to be consumed by the fire. You know, it's, you're at the presence of God. You want it to be taken by God. You want that union, a oneness with God. Because the world didn't satisfy you. What did the world give you? Every time it gave you some love, it took it away. You got some money, you lost, you got you, you lost it. You had health, you finally found the man, you had it for a short period of time, you lost it. What do you want the world for? Everything that it gives you is going to take away from you. And then at the end, you have to give up this, your best friend, your body that you've been together with for all of your life. At the end, even the body is going to give you the finger. It's going to say, hasta la vista. Even your body is going to betray you one day. So this is a good place we're at. Letting go of the attachments and diving into God and love. And yes, you're still living life, but now you're, this is the real life you live. A life with God, with love, with the presence. This is a gift. We're very, very grateful. Thank you. Thank you. I love you all. Thank you for being in my life. Thank you for the love you give me. You bring a lot of joy and light. I'm very grateful for having you in my life. I'm very grateful for being able to serve, serve you and have you in my life. It's, it's an honor for me to do that, a joy. I look forward to seeing you next Wednesday. Okay.